It's time to put Hurricane Dorian in the rear view mirror and put your game face on. It's the Y'all Kickoff Show back for week two. I am John Roll, and on this show today, we're going to walk through all the big contests going on in the South this weekend of college football, also the games of note across the nation as we do this each and every week, get you ready for Saturday's big ones. And we welcome your feedback here at the Y'all Kickoff Show. Our number, 803-816-1170. Our website, y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. Instagram and Twitter at Y'all Show. And coming up on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we'll walk through the lineup of games here momentarily. And then later this hour, we're going to be joined by our barbecue and Big 12 barrister, Matt Hearmans. Matt's going to tell us a little bit about what he did in week one as he broke out the grill big time, get the dust off the grill and got it going for the big games that happened last weekend on Memorial Day, or rather Labor Day. And now we got week two. I wonder what he's going to be doing this weekend. But hey, we know what he did last week, and we'll live vicariously through our big 12 and barbecue barrister, Matt Hearmans. But we'll also get him to talk about the big 12 lineup this weekend. There's some big games in that conference, including a huge one on the 40 acres as Texas gets ready to host the LSU Tigers. I will let you know about that and so much more of what's going on in that conference in our Big 12 Spotlight later this hour. And before the hour comes to a end, we've got General Gridiron back with us. And let me brag on old General Gridiron. Last week in week one of the General's kind of unique spin on all the college football games where he predicts the winner, the General got a is a 90, an A, I think it is, not an A+, plus, but... The, the general got nine out of ten picks. He get he got a 90. And we'll go ahead and give him an A. Yes, it was a great weekend of picks for General Gridiron, and I doubt too many of the pundits around the country could have gotten nine out of ten picks right, and that's what he did in the featured picks last week. And we'll find out what ten picks are his featured picks this week when we have General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. That's coming up here at the end of this hour. When we scoot on into the second hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show today, our friend Jonathan Lifehite of CBS Sports Digital will be helping us walk through the ACC lineup. There's some eh, not so exciting games in the ACC, but boy, they've got one real good good one and that was going on in death valley it may be the most exciting game of the weekend texas a&m packs its bags and heads out of Aggieland, and they go to pickens county south carolina for a matchup with the clemson tigers and this game is going to be huge saturday afternoon and we'll get jonathan's take on whether Dabo sweeney's tigers can meet the challenge one texas a&m player already called out the clemson tigers this week said we're going to win that game when we go to death valley south carolina and we'll find out what jonathan thinks of that during our ACC breakdown in just a little bit in the second hour of today's Y'all Kickoff Show. And of course, we want to talk about the Southeastern Conference. We've got a bunch of coverage of SEC games coming up on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Plus, in addition to walking through the lineup of games, we're going to go in and listen to our sister program, the Maroon and White Report. That's produced out of College Station, Texas, and we syndicate that show here at CRM Sports and Y'all.com. And our buddy Gabe Bach hosts that show. 
And Gabe had a chance to talk to ESPN and the SEC Network's Laura Rutledge about this huge Texas A&M versus Clemson game. And we'll go to kind of listen in on their conversation in our second hour. Laura Rutledge, who's about to give birth, by the way, in case you didn't know. And we'll have that before she heads to the maternity ward. We're going to get her to talk about the SEC versus ACC matchup there in Clemson. So all that coming up in the second hour plus. Before we get out of here on our Y'all Kickoff Show, we'll walk through all the other lineups of games going on, including from the FCS rank, some intriguing matchups. In fact, on the FCS side of things, at least, we've got a couple of cancellations because of Hurricane Dorian that we'll announce and some revisions as well. And I'll even tell you about some of the travel plans that some of the FCS programs had to endure this week. All that in our second hour of today's Y'all Show. Speaking of Hurricane Dorian as it hit South Carolina on Thursday and into North Carolina Friday. Hey, we want to remind you, redcross.org is the way you can donate and help out the victims here domestically. And of course, the nation of the Bahamas really hit hard by Hurricane Dorian. Let's try to help out. Let's make a difference. All right, looking at the lineup of games, we'll kind of walk through the lineups here and then we'll come back in more detail, especially if these programs are part of the ACC, SEC, or Big 12. First off today, if you wake up early on the ACC network you're going to have at 11 eastern 10 o'clock the pit the pittsburgh not the pirates the bucks are across the river there from heinz field the pittsburgh panthers and the ohio bobcats will be getting together there at heinz field for a matchup cincinnati and ohio state they're getting together at the horseshoe that's an early game on abc an intriguing matchup there at the uh, i guess the big house michigan and army and don't look but i think army has a real chance to pull off the upset in this one michigan ranked number seven in the country this game is going to be televised on fox so go black knights let's pull the shocker there and slow down michigan remember last year army put the scare in oklahoma early in the season should have won that game unfortunately they just couldn't pull it together there at the end but we'll see if the black knights pull the upset today in ann arbor iowa well they're they're ranked 20 in the country they've got rutgers coming in for a big east or rather not biggest big 10 matchup going on with the big east big 10 and big 12 it gets confusing y'all bear with me here maryland's got syracuse that's an acc versus uh, maryland was in the acc now they're in the big 10 and number 21 syracuse going into college park for this game today or this weekend old dominion they beat virginia tech last year in the tidewater and this year they go to blacksburg for a game at lane stadium and the Hokies try to get revenge this game televised on espnu and that's a 12 eastern 11 central kick there from the virginia smoky mountains i guess is what that area uh, the actually not that smoky that would be the shenandoah valley i guess is technically where that would be akron and uab hey uab don't look now but they have had some good successes here in the last year or two and the blazers try to win on the road here this weekend kennesaw state the fcs program out of atlanta they're going to be at kent state this weekend also a, an intriguing matchup of the big 12s west virginia mountaineers packing their bags going all the way to como missouri awaits them for a game charleston southern out of the fcs they're going to try to give south carolina their first win of the year but Gamecock fans, they've got a brand new quarterback behind center in Columbia. This game televised on the SEC Network at 12 Eastern, 11 Central. Hey, it could be a challenge for Will Muschamp's team. Of course, Charleston Southern is one of those teams that had to evacuate the low country this week as Hurricane Dorian made its way through the Palmetto State. 
a fun matchup going on on the Big Ten Network at high noon Eastern 11 Nashville time. Vanderbilt will be at Purdue for a contest there. Kudos to Purdue. Remember last year it was Missouri that went into Purdue and kind of snuck out with a victory. And here at Purdue, the Boilermakers adding the Vanderbilt Commodores out of the SEC to their schedule. So good job there, Boilermakers. Remember it was last year Purdue shocked the world with their absolute beatdown of Ohio State and things are, are changing there for Purdue of course they got a former University of Louisville quarterback leading that program who actually I think turned down his alma mater to stay there in West Lafayette Indiana coaching the Boilers Kansas State has Bowling Green coming into town today NC State they beat East Carolina last week and here this weekend, the Catamounts out of Western Carolina, out of Cullowee, come down the mountain and head to the state capitol to face the pack. Utah has a matchup with the Max Northern Illinois Huskies. Ball State has Fordham in a game here this weekend. Georgia Tech and South Florida get together on the flats. Georgia Tech fell big time at Clemson in week one. Well, guess what? I think South Florida outdid even Georgia Tech as USF got creamed at home to the Wisconsin Badgers there in Tampa. And now both of these teams looking for their first win of the year coming up here this weekend. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, they're ranked 25th in the country. They got a a fun matchup. They're going to be going to Boulder and a rematch of old Big 8 teams, the Huskers and the Buffaloes. This is a 3.30 Eastern kick on Fox. So Fox, hey, kudos to Fox going from Ann Arbor to Boulder for a couple of games here on this football Saturday. Hey, a battle of of, of FBS teams that are kind of under the radar in the state of North Carolina. The UNC Charlotte 49ers will be at Boone to take on the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Perhaps a rivalry brewing there of these two programs that are fairly new to the FBS ranks. Lincoln Parish, the Battle of Lincoln Parish is on display here this weekend. This is a game televised on the NFL Network. The Louisiana Tech Bulldogs host the Grambling Grambling State Tigers, and that's going to be right there in that same parish they both reside in, Lincoln Parish, Louisiana. And this will be a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Lincoln Parish time kick on the NFL Network. The Richmond Spiders, they've been an upset team in past years. The Spiders crawl up to Boston for a game on the ACCN Extra Network. And the Spiders and the Eagles, 3.30 Eastern kick for that one. Illinois, the Illini will go to Connecticut for a matchup with the Huskies here this weekend. Southern Miss and Mississippi State get together in Stark Vegas. This was on the ESPNU network, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Cowbell time there at Davis Wade Stadium. On the SEC network at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, it's the number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the New Mexico State Aggies. Don't think that's going to be too much of a contest. Also don't think there's going to be too much of a contest between the hedges as the racers of murray state race into athens for a game against the number three georgia bulldogs that's a four o'clock eastern three central kick there on espn2 utsa the roadrunners make their way to waco where baylor awaits this game and this is a three waco time kick and that's here on this football Saturday. The San Diego State Aztecs will be at UCLA on the Pac-12 network today. UCLA, of course, got 
got bludgeoned, no better way to put it, at Cincinnati in week one, and now they're hoping in their home opener to beat their in-state foe in San Diego State. Louisiana Monroe and Florida State get together on the ACC in, and that's going to be a five Eastern, four Central kick as Florida State tries to rebound from a tough loss in week one to Boise State. Battle there in the Durham area as Duke and their nearby opponent, North Carolina A&T, get together. And that will be a 6 Eastern, 5 Central kick. David Cutcliffe's team tries to get a win on the schedule after a rough second and third quarter, at least, in Atlanta last week. They fell to Alabama. But, boy, if you take the first quarter and the fourth quarter, I think the Devils were on to something. They did darn good. In fact, remember last week, Duke and Alabama tied at the end of the first quarter. How about that? The Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs will be going over to Greenville for a game against the East Carolina Pirates. Now, this is assuming Dorian hasn't totally messed things up in the eastern portion of North Carolina here this week. This game set for a 6 Eastern, 5 Central kick. Georgia Southern and the Maine Black Bears will be getting together in Statesboro for a matchup. The South Dakota Coyotes and the number four ranked Oklahoma Sooners, they've got a battle that starts at 7 Eastern, 6 Central in Norman. UCF ranked number 18 in the country, and the Knights will be traveling to Boca Raton for a matchup against FAU Lane Kiffin. He's going to have that visor on and he's going to be ready to give a little advising to the UCF Knights and maybe pull off a big upset. A lot of people in college football are pulling for you here this weekend, Coach Kiffin. They're tired of hearing about UCF and I can't blame them. Furman, the Paladins actually beat UCF a couple of years ago, the year that UCF did not win a single game in their 2015 season. And the little Furman Paladins from Greenville, South Carolina were one of the teams that knocked off the Knights there in Orlando. Well, on this football Saturday, the Paladins will be going to Atlanta, and they've got Georgia State, a 7 Atlanta times 6 central kick on ESPN3. And don't uh, count out Furman. I think they've got a darn good chance of winning. Furman's a very good football program these days. Georgia State, of course, if you look back to last week, boy, they're still riding high after their defeat of Tennessee. And will the Panthers still be thinking about last week here? This week, we'll find out. Now, I have had to add this in we're going to be talking about tennessee's demise when we have our sec spotlight in the second hour of today's y'all kickoff show but did you see the video that was circulating on social media there was some kind of video bus that was rolling around the streets of atlanta this week and it had the led display on the back of the bus and on the side of the bus it might have been more of a truck it was a truck with a gigantic rolling video board and you could sit there and watch whatever you wanted to watch, whether it be a commercial, an ad, a movie. And in this case, I assume Georgia State University paid to kind of put on a loop the last couple of moments of that win against Tennessee. And it was pretty neat to see downtown Atlanta have that available for the spectators on the streets to see when it was going down the street. Except... One person that shared it on social media was a diehard Tennessee fan, and he had some choice words for Georgia State University for kind of rubbing that in his face. Too soon? Well, in that case, for that UT fan, it was most certainly, most certainly was. Jackson State, the Tigers were actually playing at Georgia State Stadium last week. They played Bethune-Cookman, and on this football weekend, 
They are going to be a little bit further south in Jackson, Mississippi. They're going to be playing in Mobile against the USA Jaguars. And this game, again, in Mobile kicks off at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. The Wyoming Cowboys had a big win in Week 1 over the Missouri Tigers. And on this football weekend, they're going to be going to Texas, where the Bobcats at Texas State, which fell in Week 1 to Texas A&M. That's the matchup there in George Strait University, his alma mater, Southwest Texas State, now the Texas State University Bobcats. A battle of Middle Tennessee for sure, as MTSU has the Tennessee State Tigers coming down I 24 for a little contest. This is a 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Rutherford County kickoff time. North Texas will be nearby. They'll be at SMU for a game this weekend. BYU's at Tennessee. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, which actually practiced this week at Clemson University. Clemson rolled out the orange carpet for the chance to practice to get ready for their road trip to Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. Oklahoma State has another set of Cowboys coming into Stillwater for a game this weekend. McNeese out of Lake Charles is the opponent. A huge matchup in Austin as number nine Texas host number six LSU. This is your primetime game on ABC. Auburn has Tulane. And if you listen to General Gridiron here in just a few minutes, number 10, Auburn just might have a challenge rolling in from the big easy. The green wave might be rolling in big time. And we'll let you know about that. Florida doesn't have too much of a challenge as the Skyhawks of UT Martin come in from Martin, Tennessee for a game in the swamp. This is a 730 Eastern, 630 game or 630 Central there at Gainesville for this matchup. Penn State and Buffalo get together. Michigan State has Western Michigan coming in to East Lansing for a matchup this weekend. Eastern Michigan, they won on the road last week at Coastal Carolina, and now they'll be at Kroger Field to visit the Kentucky Wildcats. Mississippi and Arkansas have a matchup at Vault-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford. The Liberty Flames, I'm not sure if Coach Hugh Freeze is going to be available to coach this week, but they've got a game against the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns down in the Bayou this weekend. ACC Gridiron Goliaths, uh, I guess you could call it that after the at least this last week with North Carolina after they beat South Carolina. North Carolina hosts the Miami Hurricanes. This is a game televised on the ACCN. That's a seven Easter eight. Eastern 7 Central kick there from Orange County. Texas Tech has UTEP this weekend. Arkansas State's going to be at UNLV. The Huskies have the Cal Bears coming in to Seattle for a matchup. The Washington Huskies ranked number 14 in the land right now. Another Pac-12 matchup this weekend. Number 23, Stanford, will be at the Coliseum to take on a very embattled USC Trojan football program. And Coach Helton's going to need to win this game. This is a, a battle between Stanford and USC that USC's kind of been on the short end of the stick here the last couple of years. And Traveler just might be riding out of the stadium if they don't get this victory on this football Saturday. Minnesota will be at Fresno State. The Northern Arizona Lumberjacks will be visiting their in-state foe, the Arizona Wildcats, here on this football Saturday. And our last game, if you want to mark calendar, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors and the Oregon State Beavers get together late out at Aloha Stadium. That's set for a midnight Eastern, 11 Central, and probably about a 5 p.m. Hawaii time kick between 
those programs. And that's a kind of rundown of what all's going on on this football Saturday. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're kind of going to dive in a little bit deeper in our conference matchups. We'll take a look at the Big 12 games when we come back. And also, as we return from the break, our friend Matt Hermans, the barrister of Big 12 football. He's also the barrister of barbecue. And he's going to share with us kind of the fun that he did last week getting his grill going for the first time of during this college football season. You're going to enjoy hearing that. And don't forget, later this hour, we've got General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. He's ready to come on and give his predictions for what's happening here. As again, a reminder, he was 9 out of 10 on his picks last week. I think you should pay attention to General Gridiron. And we'll be right back with more of y'all. Stay with us. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. People are going to be shocked. I made uh, pork ribs. I did uh, some spare ribs and a couple different varieties. So um, I did some that were kind of sweet and, uh, uh, you know, with uh, with a nice thin barbecue glaze, uh, that flavor profile, which is pretty familiar to most uh, folks across the South. And then then I did some good old Memphis style uh, with, uh, with the dry rub finish. Uh, both very, very different. Both actually... I'm not tooting my own horn, uh, but uh, if I were, I would say that they were both very, very good. So, uh, successful barbecue smoker adventure. You know, I want to be that guy when I grow up. That was our 
barbecue barrister Matt Hermans, and he also serves as our Big 12 barrister. And this is the Y'all Kickoff Show as we walk our way, get our kind of go through our maybe walk through the Grove, our Walk of Champions, our, I guess, Star Walk at Vanderbilt. All these football programs have little catchy names for their teams as they get ready to go into the stadium for their first game or their game here this weekend and any other games coming up on the schedule. And so as we make our way to the stadium here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we put our focus now on the Big 12. Later this hour, don't forget, we got General Gridiron coming on, and he's going to let you know who's going to win. This is no doubt. He's going to let you know who will emerge as victors here on the second week of college football. But as we get ready for that, let's first, again, pay attention to the Big 12. And as we get ready for Saturday's games in the Big 12, that game we want to talk about in big detail is that LSU-Texas game. First of all, these are two teams that really aren't that familiar with each other. It's been maybe a couple of decades since these two have faced off on the gridiron. Yeah, it's been a while, and it's it's weird to think uh, that that's the case because I mean you're you're right next door to each other, two you know powerful programs uh, within a, a drive uh, in neighboring states. But that's probably if we know a little bit about college football, that's probably the reason they haven't played each other in that long because uh, this is a, this is a big time what they call a big time non conference uh, 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 scheduling um, and a gutsy one too. I mean this is. Uh, College football is not the NFL. You don't you don't lose five games and make the playoffs. So um, it's a big deal when you when you schedule somebody of the caliber of LSU and vice versa with Texas, particularly uh, when they're both poised to be pretty good teams. So uh, kudos to both the University of Texas and LSU athletic departments getting this game together because it's real easy just to uh, knock around uh, you know sub uh, or mid tier or lower tier football programs and non-conference but this is not that this is pretty cool yeah they've played each other a total of it looks like 17 times in their history last time they got all uh, get together on the gridiron was back in 2003 a texas win i assume probably at a bowl game then but that is the texas lsu game this weekend and i guess this is is this the biggest game in the whole i guess they're at dkr stadium this is the big, biggest game in quite some time there yeah, it's going to be big. I mean, um, every year, of course, the you know Texas plays Oklahoma, but that does it's not doesn't take place in Austin or Norman. Um, so yeah, this is a huge this is a huge matchup. It's a huge opponent. Conference games are always extremely important, and they have big conference games there every year. But uh, this is kind of a special deal. It's pretty cool um, having LSU come in, and LSU. Um, you know, I I've joked. Uh, a little bit about you know the LSU defense. That's pretty much the entire team. But uh, they have. They, it seems Joe Burrow, the quarterback for LSU, seems to be capable of getting the ball down the field. And um, I think if even if the LSU fans who are out there listening, if you're honest with yourself, it's been a long time since you've had a quarterback who uh, was capable of doing really anything with the ball um, for whatever reason that may be. Maybe maybe since Matt Flynn, uh, to be honest, but. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like he might be that guy. He set a uh, touchdown pass record in the first half um, against, yes, Georgia Southern, but still, that is um, uh, that's something that, that that LSU has not had a guy behind center that's been able to do stuff like that before. So, uh, I look for the offense to be a little bit uh, improved for LSU. They always have a good defense. Uh, Coach O knows what he's doing on that side of the ball, uh, particularly recruiting wise. So. 
Um, and then we've talked a little bit about Texas on the other side. Ellinger, I think, is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Uh, the Texas defense also, I think, is going to be uh, pretty good. Probably the strength of the team, as good as I think the offense might be. So, um, with you know, with with the the newfound ability, I guess, of LSU to throw the ball a little bit, which they haven't been able to do for a long time, I think uh, this is going to be a close and a very good game, in my opinion. And, and I, you know. Don't have a dog in either either side here, but um, really can't wait to see what happens. I think it's a very intriguing matchup. And if you had a dog, what type of dog would it be? Well, you know, I'm typically a dog guy. I'm definitely not a cow guy. You know, I guess I would choose a cat. I mean, if I had to. Okay. In this particular matchup, you know, we're going to go cat versus bovine. I mean, if I was forced to do it, you know, I may, I may have a tiger as a pet just for a day, but not long term, not long term. I understand. Well, this is a road game for LSU, but don't be mistaken. There's a lot of purple and gold between orange and El Paso, Texas. Oh man, you are not kidding. I think the, uh, um, yeah, one of the larger, uh, alumni bases uh, for LSU's Houston I can vouch for for that I mean that's a it's a it's a huge uh, a lot of a lot of Tiger fans in southeast Texas and uh, so yeah you can get you can you can be certain that they will be well represented in Austin <laughs> uh, for sure and probably dominating the tailgate scene Boudin meets brisket should be a lot of fun well this isn't the only sec versus big 12 matchup here this weekend as west virginia packs its bags and heads all the way to furrow field in columbia missouri for a matchup with the missouri tigers missouri last week had a close game against wyoming and fell there in laramie now they've got their home opener against the nears your thoughts on this matchup mr barrister yeah this is um a bounce back game for both teams i think uh you know missouri Yowza, um, quite a not not the week they want. They want to go ahead and just x out this this week on the calendar altogether. In fact, just you know, take a, a scissors and cut the date out and and put the calendar back on the wall. But uh, West Virginia certainly didn't set any worlds on fire either. We've already kind of talked about that. So um, you know, this is a game. I think a lot of people uh, had kind of high hopes for Missouri uh, in the SEC East uh, before the season. I think there were people talking about dark horse maybe in the East. Of course, the East not being being the uh, vastly uh, weaker side of the conference here in the SEC, but still uh, not looking like uh, not looking like any kind of horse uh, after losing to Wyoming. So they'll want to get back in the saddle, sticking with that uh, meme there. Um, and West Virginia, of course, uh, w- will want to rebound from their scare at James Madison. So uh, in a lot of ways, more important for Missouri, obviously, because they're 0-1, but I think in, in a lot of um, you know, in a lot of ways, this is a, you know, get right or get in, the, get in the seat for a long season type game for both of those programs. The rest of the Big 12 lineup here this college football weekend isn't exciting, isn't that exciting compared to those two first games that we told you about. Kansas State's got Bowling Green coming into Manhattan for a matchup. Baylor takes on UTSA at McLean Stadium. As mentioned, the Oklahoma Sooners have a little bit of a breather here this weekend. The South Dakota Coyotes come into Memorial Stadium in Norman for a matchup on Saturday evening. The Kansas Jayhawks look to rebound against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina lost a home game to Eastern Michigan this opening weekend and now they look to get their first win in lawrence oklahoma state has another cowboy team riding in to stillwater as the mcneese cowboys are going to be saddling up and heading to boone Pickens stadium for a matchup this weekend and a 
our last game in the Big 12 features Texas Tech and their West Texas brethren. UTEP, the Miners, ride into Lubbock at Jones AT&T Stadium. And Matt, don't ask me why, but I tuned in UTEP this past weekend. They had a game against Houston Baptist, and in a rare home victory, UTEP beat Houston Baptist, a team I'd never even heard of. Well, you probably haven't heard of it because they haven't played football for very long. I think uh, Houston Baptist is over on the southwest side of Houston, and they have I think they've had a football program now for five years, something like that. It, it's It's been a basketball program on it. Uh, but yeah, brand new. So you can be excused for not knowing about them. Nobody has. But how about me tuning in to see UTEP and Houston Baptist? I must be pretty yeah. dedicated or just stupid. That is extremely, what do they call it? It's a deep track, right? <laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty, <laughs> that just shows the depth of your knowledge. You can, you cannot, your, your college football, uh, you know, the thirst for college football cannot be quenched by mainstream. You have to go deep down the track list. So, I mean, I want to see that McNeese Cowboy versus Oklahoma State Cowboy <laughs> game. In fact, do you know, I think they're still on the roster. Do you know that there's two twins that are on the McNeese Cowboy roster? Do you know their last name? Ooh. No, I don't. I, I yeah, no, I don't. Their last name is Orgeron. Really? No, yeah. really. Yeah, he's got two. His no. two twin boys have at no. least been on the roster. I think they still have. Maybe this is their senior year. I apologize, I hadn't followed them that closely. Yeah, but Coach O's sons are there in Lake Charles for the McNeese Cowboys. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. I was uh, that's kind of goes along with the sons. They were focusing on Kirk Herbstreit's uh, boys at Clemson, so that's. Got another coaching uh, set of sons that, uh, you know, getting ready for some cowboy on cowboy violence. So that's pretty cool. I think one of them is a quarterback, Cody Orgeron, and then there's Parker Orgeron there huh. for the McNeese Cowboys. And I think they're only juniors this year. So you got some more Orgerons coming up for the yeah. Cowboys out of Lake Charles, a, a lovely city there along the bayou. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Lake Charles myself. Yeah, that is a lovely place there on the bayou. When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over from talking about the Big 12 to the general. General Gridiron's coming on next. He's got his predictions of the big games going on this weekend. Who's going to win that Texas A&M Clemson game? How about that LSU Texas game? Oh, and there's a couple other good ones that we want to tell you about, like Cincinnati at Ohio State. The general's going to tell you who's going to win right after the break. Stay with us. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. 
Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Phil Marshall of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this weekend of college football is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? After nine months of hibernating, the woolly bully college football bear came out big time last weekend. That opening weekend was full of excitement with big time comebacks, i.e. Bo Nix and Auburn, great upsets, see Georgia State and UNC, and a whole lot more. And the fun continues this weekend with General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football foretelling leading the way. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for the action to start with the General. Southern Miss at Mississippi State. The Rock rolls north to the Cowbell Palace for just the second time this century. Oxford native Jack Abraham steers the Yellow Buzzards O, and his competition in Week 1 versus Swack foe Alcorn didn't exactly answer that stability question for Jay Hobson. On the home sideline at Davis Wade is a pack of wild, slobbering ankle biters, ready to whoop up a little CUSA squad that likes to think of themselves as an equal in the mighty Magnolia State. Coach Joe's Dogs wants the clangers in attendance to seek medical help for ear ringing when this one is wrapped in maroon and white. The General's victor, Mississippi State. Cincinnati at Ohio State. The Urban Meyer Bowl doesn't have quite the wow factor with the coach now sitting in the rocking chair. Before he coached the Gators and Buckeyes to national titles, the Ashtabula kid went south to the Queen City to play defensive back for the Bearcats of the mid-80s. A new day dawned last weekend at the Horseshoe as Ryan Day officially coached his first game as OSU's head coach. The scarlet and gray throng roared in excitement and a late August win was entered into the ledger. But the real week one NCAA thrill in the Ohio was UC's stumping of UCLA. The kiddies will make this one mighty close, but in the end, the nuts will bend but not break. The Generals' victor, Ohio State. West Virginia at Missouri. WVU, the Big 12's newcomer, visits the team that divorced that conference for the brighter bling of It Just Means More. Neil Brown, the main muzzle loader south of the Monongahela, performed miracles at the Sunbelt School in the Alabama Wiregrass. And now he's knee deep in the weeds of Power 5 football. Mizzou has an expanded stadium and tradition-wise is slowly, slowly starting to resemble something of a Vanderbilt or or one of them Mississippi schools. But MU coach Barry Odom doesn't care about all that. The only tradition that concerns him is winning, something the Tigers forgot to do last week at Laramie. Will Kelly Bryant come down from his low in the Wyoming mountains and power his new team to the home W? The General's victor? Yes, he will. Missouri. BYU at Tennessee. Georgia State. Georgia State. The team that in its roughly 10 years of playing has lost to now-defunct Lambeth University of the NAIA, lowly FCS member Tennessee State, and they even helped shut down the Georgia Dome. And the mighty SEC superpower Tennessee Big Orange Vols lost to that program? (laughs) Check, please. 
BYU was a once mighty program too, but Joseph Smith couldn't get these lost souls back on the trail to respectability. Since becoming a college football independent back in 2011, the Cougars have now been surpassed by Triple Option Army for best independent program not named Notre Dame. Still, this Rocky Top battle will be worth a view. The Generals' victor, BYU. Texas A&M at Clemson. Jared Hawker said it. Jared Hawker said it. <laughs> Who the heck's Jared Hawker? He's a big old offensive lineman for Jimbo Fisher's Aggies that is now playing in his junior year. So yeah, he ought to have more sense than to declare a Texas A&M victory in Death Valley, South Carolina, which he did earlier this week. Will the words of the tall Texans shake the boots of the salty sand lappers? Locker room fodder for the number one team in the land ain't hard to get, so chances are Dabo Swinney let this warning shot fall harmlessly in the waters of Lake Hartwell. Their 2018 clash at Kyle Field was epic. 2019? Not so much. The Generals' victor? Clemson. Hey, hey, hate to do it, y'all, but the Generals just got a strut for a moment. My week one bowl picks. I went 9-1, and one, and I only missed the Mizzou-Wyoming clash. Not bad, eh? Now let's go to Vegas. The bold picks for week two still left the way in on include Miami at Upstart North Carolina, Stanford at Southern Cal, and Coach O's Tigers on the 40 Acres. We'll tell you all about it, so keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over pigskin paradise, including WSBM FM 97.9 in Florence, Alabama, Fox Sports Shoals. And in Bonham, Texas, KFYN AM 1420 and 95.7 FM, the Warrior, radio home of the Bonham Purple Warriors. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Tulane at Auburn. Bo 2.0 for Heisman? Somebody in East Alabama has surely put ink to shirt and have these tees on sale along College Street. The freshman's second half was the thing of legend for a program desperately trying to get back to the NCAA mountaintop. Meanwhile, Mardi Gras, Jazz, Beignets, and Debauchery are probably a little bit more world-renowned than New Orleans' college football team. But don't look now. Willie Fritz has something going on St. Charles. This is actually a rivalry game for Tulane, a series they actually lead against Auburn, 17-14 and six ties. Hey, y'all remember that contest back in 55 where the Greenies upset the number eight Plainsman 27-13? to 
Yeah, probably not. This 2019 renewal is going to be epic, too. The General's victor in an upset, Tulane. Stanford at USC. The big news out of South L.A. this week is the unfortunate season-ending injury to Trojan signal caller J.T. Daniels. The men of Troy just snuck by Fresno in week one, and now rival the tree spins its way into Tinseltown. David Shaw's deep red hue has been one sure thing, steady. In his nine years at Stanford, there have been no losing seasons and four major bowl berths. Oh, he's also notched six wins against that snobby school in America's second largest city. The Generals victor in this year's left coast matchup, Stanford. Arkansas at Mississippi. This is an SEC divisional matchup. That's why the General has given this pick the time of day. Mississippi ain't good. Banners declaring fire Matt Luke are already hanging at houses along Fraternity Row. Season ticket sales are at epic lows. The fighting fake fish just lost a tiger high. I know it hurts Mississippi fans, but need a comforting word? Arkansas. As bad as things are in Lafayette County, remember Pig Suey lost to Matt Luke en route to an 0 for 2018 season. And the Hogs just escaped a loss to FCS foe Portland State on Labor Day weekend. Who emerges here with a rare SEC win? The Generals' victor, surprisingly, Arkansas. Miami at North Carolina. Mac is back. What an awesome win for 68-year-old Mac Brown in Charlotte last Saturday as the Hills roared back to beat the SEC's Gamecocks. Even if you don't like that Carolina blue, you had to salute the thrill of the coach and his program. The hurricane spin out of South Florida with another storm, Dorian, dominating the headlines this week. By the way, redcross.org, the website to go to to donate and help out. Assuming this one gets played and the Hills can come back to earth, freshman QB Sam Howell's talented arm and a packed throng of students at Keenan Memorial Stadium will usher in a second straight upset on Saturday night. The Generals' victor, North Carolina. LSU at Texas. Kudos to the administrators of these two great Southern universities for pulling the trigger on this regular season battle. DKR is going to be exploding with excitement when Boudin meets Brisket. The ABC cameras will capture the looks of SEC Offensive Player of the Week, Joe Burrow. Coach Orgeron will have his usual, I hate the world expression on full display. And the Tiger Pimps will get FaceTime on the 40 acres. The Generals, Victor, LSU. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but we're not done, y'all. We'll be right back to wrap up this week two General Gridiron with our rapid fire picks. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. 
Georgia Tech sneaks by South Florida. Washington waxes California. Florida destroys UT Martin. Pittsburgh best Ohio. North Dakota State captures the Peace Garden State against North Dakota. Michigan outflanks Army. Iowa shucks Rutgers. Syracuse skewers Maryland. Virginia Tech gets revenge against Old Dominion. Oregon scatters Nevada. Central Arkansas claws Austin P. Memphis pounces on Southern. Purdue steams over Vanderbilt. Colorado stampedes old Big 8 foe Nebraska. Louisiana Tech over Lincoln Parish neighbor Grambling. Boston College beats Richmond. Alabama destroys New Mexico State. Alabama State gobbles up old Turkey Day classic rival Tuskegee. UCLA sinks San Diego State. And Florida State gets the home W against Louisiana Monroe. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Just search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all. All right, we're going to keep score, General. Find out how you did. Again, in week one, General Gridiron, he was 9 out of 10 on his bold picks. The ones that matter, he got 90% of them right. And I doubt there's too many of the so-called experts out there can match that success rate. Oh, yeah, General Gridiron, good job. Thumbs up. I salute you, General. Well, this is the Y'all Kickoff Show. We're not done talking college football. After the break in the second hour, we're going to start it out with a little ACC talk. Our friend Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital is going to be standing by with a breakdown of the ACC contest, which includes Texas A&M at Clemson. We'll get his take on that. Plus, speaking of those Aggies, when we get to our SEC spotlight, ESPN and SEC Network anchor Laura Rutledge will be a special guest. She was on our sister show, Maroon and White Report, this week. That's hosted by Gabe Bach. It's an all-Texas A&M Aggie show. And we're going to play a little portion of her interview with Gabe and Tex-Ags Radio. And that'll be coming on in our SEC spotlight of today are this weekend's games and we want to also kind of walk through the rest of the sec schedule in our sec spotlight that's coming up in the second hour and as we wrap up today's y'all kickoff show we're going to kind of walk through the other contests on the fcs ranks we'll walk through some of the intriguing matchups and tell you about some of the hardships some of our smaller schools had to go through this week with hurricane dorian coming into play there were actually some cancellations that we'll tell you about and will that give an advantage to some of these programs as they get ready for big games next week all that to come in our second hour this is the y'all kickoff show don't go anywhere
Don't touch that dial. You have got the right spot on your radio dial and or your podcast dial. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show, the show that's all about college football, and we put a little Southern spin on it all at the same time. I'm John Rawl of the Y'all Show, and on Fridays and into the weekend, the Y'all Show kind of morphs into the Y'all Kickoff Show, where we break down the contests that matter over the weekend. And here in the second hour of our Y'all Kickoff Show, we'll have our ACC spotlight coming to you in just a second. Jonathan Lifeite, CBS Sports Digital, is standing by with a report on all things ACC. And one of those ACC teams has a big one this weekend, as Clemson has Texas A&M coming into Death Valley. And we'll talk ACC with Jonathan, but later in the hour, we'll have a focus on all things Southeastern Conference. And we're actually going to go to Aggieland, where our friend Gabe Bach hosts Maroon and White Report. That is a sister program of us here at the Y'all Kickoff Show. And earlier this week, Gabe caught up with ESPN and SEC Network anchor Laura Rutledge. And they had a conversation about this huge Clemson Texas A&M game, and I want to find out what the very beautiful and talented Laura Rutledge has to say about this matchup here in Clemson. So that's coming up, plus we'll walk through all of the other SEC contests with uh, kind of a look at the time, the kickoff, and maybe I'll throw in a two cents of opinion, all that in our SEC spotlight. And then as the hour kind of wraps up here, we're going to take a look at FCS football, some of the contests going on, and tell you a little bit more about some of the hardships some of our smaller programs had to endure this week with Hurricane Dorian affecting college football programs, not only in Florida, but also into South Carolina, Georgia, and I think even North Carolina had some problems with some of their football teams. And we'll share some of that information. By the way, redcross.org is the website that you want to go to to help out the victims, not only in the Bahamas, what devastating results we've seen there from Hurricane Dorian, but of course our Carolinas have been beat up pretty bad in some areas. Want to help out redcross.org. Okay, switching over now to the ACC Spotlight. We welcome in from 247sports.com and CBS Sports Digital, Mr. Jonathan Leifheit. We'll start off kind of walking through some of the contests going on of ACC matchups. Ohio doesn't have to go very far. They're going to be taking on the Pitt Panthers at Heinz Field. That's an early game on Saturday. And then another early game, the Maryland Terps host the Syracuse Orange at Maryland Stadium. A revenge game, perhaps, for Justin Fuente. Old Dominion knocked the Hokies off in 2018. And Virginia Tech hosts Old Dominion at Lane Stadium here this football Saturday. The Battle of Carolina continues. NC State took care of East Carolina last week. This week, Western Carolina comes down from Kellowee in this game at Carter-Finley Stadium on this football Saturday. Georgia Tech tries to get on the right side of the ledger. So is South Florida. They got pummeled in their opener. And the Bulls and the Jackets at Bobby Dodd Stadium. The big game is in the mid-afternoon time slot. Clemson hosts Texas A&M in a top-12 matchup at Memorial Stadium. Boston College plays FCS foe Richmond at Chestnut Hill. Florida State tries to get a rare victory against Louisiana Monroe at Doak Campbell Stadium. Duke and their neighbor from right down the street, North Carolina A&T, which uh, that's a program that actually beat East Carolina last year, and they're one of the best FCS programs out there. The Aggies and the Devils at Wallace Wade Stadium here today on Saturday. And Louisville's got the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky at Cardinal Stadium. And the Saturday winds down with North Carolina and Miami at Keenan Stadium. They're going to have a big crowd there for Mac Brown's return as the head coach 
of the Heels. All right, Jonathan, I want you to talk about Texas A&M and Clemson, but let's, let's hold off on that one. Let me get your thoughts on Miami and UNC. Can Mac Brown's troops do it again? Well, uh, they've got a home game, and I will tell you Miami's offensive line didn't look too impressive, but um, I think uh, that's going to be a, a, probably a lot closer game than I would have thought a couple weeks ago. Um, but, you know, you know they have a shot at it, but uh, I still think Miami probably has the edge. I think their defense is going to be significantly better than, than what, uh, what they saw in South Carolina. The question will be, can, North, can Miami score uh, enough to, uh, to beat North Carolina? And I think they probably can. Um, but, you know, this may be a little tougher game than I thought. Miami looked worse than I expected coming into the year, and North Carolina is looking better. Well, Jeff Collins hopes to hug his players when they come off the field this weekend and tell them congratulations instead of saying, oh, maybe next time. Maybe we'll beat the Citadel next week. South Florida and Charlie Strong roll into Atlanta, Bobby Dodd Stadium. And I don't know if you saw USF. They got pummeled. I think they played Wisconsin, I think, in the opening week. Yeah, they did. And they got their their butts handed to them. I think it was something like 49 to nothing. Yeah. So any thoughts on this one? uh, So I think this is a – Probably going to be an early indication for uh, Georgia Tech um, as to how this season is going to go. Um, this is one of those games. If you kind of look at their schedule, they got a bunch of them that fall in what I'll call that 50-50 category. And if they, they manage to win this one and maybe the, the one at the end of the month against Temple, those are two games that will probably be real indicative of how the, the rest of the, the schedule will likely go for them. Um, so I, I think, you know, from that perspective, it's going to be uh, – Really kind of a bellwether game to see kind of how good the Jackets can be. Uh, South Florida, looked, not only did they look bad, uh, I mean, not only did, did Wisconsin look really good against them, but South Florida looked really bad and really sloppy. So uh, going to be really interesting to see, you know, how, how this game goes. And I'll certainly be, uh, be watching it with a great interest. All right, the big game is Clemson and Texas A&M, another SEC versus ACC matchup here this weekend. Texas A&M, one of their own players, came out and said that they were going to beat Clemson. I don't know if you have that same enthusiasm for the Aggies there at Death Valley, but this is going to be uh, no. a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick on ABC. And remember last year, this was an extremely close game. Do you think we'll have more of that here in 2019? Um, You know, I... Actually, I don't. I think uh, I think Clemson is probably looking at them, going, "Well, look what they did last year." And then to hear them that they're talking the talk, um, this this Clemson offense is uh, significantly better than than what Texas A and M saw last year. And the defense, Clemson is just rolling right along. So I think that uh, I think that Texas A and M is going to be in for a rude awakening uh, come Saturday afternoon. All right, and they're going to have a rough flight back to College Station and to Aggieland. Jonathan Leifheit, he is with CBS Sports Digital 24-7 Sports. Thank you for helping set the stage for week two of college football. And this has been our ACC Blast with you, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys next week. All righty, Jonathan Leifheit. Good to always catch up with him and get the ACC scoop. Love it. Well, after the break, hang on. The Southeastern Conference, they want to have a big showing here on the second weekend of college football, and they can do that with a couple of teams on the road. LSU is going to be on the road in Austin taking on the Texas Longhorns, and the Aggies of Texas A&M going to be in Clemson taking on the ACC's Clemson Tigers. Oh, the number one team in the country, by the way. And what a statement that will be if the SEC can go 2-0 and on the road here with 
for those two contests. But there's a lot more going on in the SEC here this football weekend, and we'll walk through the lineup of games. Plus, Laura Rutledge is an anchor on ESPN and on the SEC Network, and she was on our sister show, Maroon and White Report, and she had something to say about this Aggie Clemson Tiger contest, and we'll get to hear a little bit of what she had to say about that in our SEC Spotlight. That's coming up, plus FCS football coming up at the end of the hour. All that on the Y'all Kickoff Show. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Website is y'all.com and on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at y'all show. This is the y'all kickoff show, a look at all of the weekend's big contest in college football with a Dixie perspective when we can. And I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here. It's our SEC spotlight and Aggie fans. I know you're getting ready for this huge contest in Clemson, South Carolina today, a place Aggies went, what was it, 15, 20 years ago prior to Dabo Sweeney coaching the Clemson Tigers during the Bowden era in Clemson. The Aggies and Clemson had a home-and-home series some 15, 20 years ago. And I, I remember Texas A&M when they were back in the Big 12 going into Clemson for this contest. And things have certainly changed in these 15 to 20 years since that matchup. We're going to talk about the SEC lineup of games and more here in just a, just a few moments. We're going to walk through the schedule. We're also going to walk through the top 25's impact on the SEC. We've had some great movements for some of our SEC programs I'm really looking at you, Auburn, here. Auburn with a great win in week one against Oregon, and they moved to number 10 in the AP poll here in the week two of college football. And we'll kind of go through the AP stuff in second, plus all the other games. But before we do that, Laura Rutledge, you probably know her if you've ever tuned in to ESPN or the SEC Network in the last couple of years. She seems to be on there all the time, and she's also got a couple other specialty shows that you can catch her on. And she's married to a former Alabama Crimson Tide baseball player. And I didn't know this. They actually live in Birmingham now. And her husband actually was a major league player for about five or six years, but now is out of the game. And, and he and his wife are doing quite well. I think they got a, a little one on the way, as we're about to hear a little bit more about. But earlier this week, Laura visited with our friend Gabe Bach of the Maroon and White Report. And Gabe works for TexAgs.com, and they're in College Station, Texas. They do amazing work each and every day of covering the A&M Aggies. And if you want to know what's going on in Aggieland, TexAgs.com is your source without any question. And on his show, he was able to visit with Miss Rutledge, the UF alum. And let's go hear what Laura had to say about this huge contest between the Aggies and the Clemson Tigers. Oh, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm so pumped for A&M because I feel like this is such a great opportunity. And look, A&M's schedule is kind of the reason why people are counting them out this year. Yep. Everybody's like, oh, look at the schedule, you know. 
But also look at the team. Look at Kellen Mond. Look at how good he's looked. I mean, he's somebody that's playing at an incredibly high level, and he's not all that different from some of these quarterbacks that get so much more attention. I think this is Kellen Mond's chance to be on the biggest stage in college football and to show what he's all about and to show the work that's been put in with Jimbo Fisher. And I expect him to do that. I think they're going to give Clemson some trouble. The only thing that gives me pause, honestly, is the fact that they're going on the road. And, you know, Clemson's an incredibly talented team. Their offense is dynamic. I do think there are some holes on Clemson's defense with some of the guys they've had to replace. I mean, last year's defense was an all-world defense, and A&M should have beaten them. So this year they don't have those guys. Um, And it it certainly, you know, it's obviously different, like I said, when you're going on the road. But I think your point is, very accurate that A&M's not scared. They don't, obviously, with the way they've talked about the game, which I love, I think that's great. Um, and when they get off the bus, you look at them and you say they shouldn't be scared because they look like a team that can compete with the tops in college football. And so um, I expect it to be super competitive. To me, it's like, look, if this thing, a, a, let's say a one-score game in the fourth quarter, nobody should be counting in and out. And and I think that's realistic, and we'll just see what happens. But um, the biggest thing is that Jimbo has done a great job giving his team confidence and making sure that they're not going to go into Death Valley and be intimidated. Uh, we'll let you roll. You're 45, 40 minutes away from the uh, from the appointment here, Laura. But I hope traffic's good there. But let me ask you that just the opportunity that really is in front of A&M in this one, because you win this, you become a legit potential national title contender. In fact, they'll probably be in the top five next week if they win it. And they still got a oh, gauntlet yeah. ahead of them too. But how about just the opportunity that awaits A&M on Saturday? Yeah, look, if they can win this one and they can stay healthy, I think that's the other big thing. You just can't you can't get a bunch of guys injured in a game like this because you do have a gauntlet of a schedule. You've got to stay healthy for the rest of the season to be able to be competitive in those games. And look, I mean, this is another chance for Jimbo to stake his claim on what his tenure at A&M is all about in this new culture at A&M. Because in the past, we've seen A&M win some big games early or games that we thought were big early, right? And then they would sort of fall off the cliff there toward the end of the season. And, and that's sort of like a distant memory because it is. But this would be a chance for them to be right there in the playoff conversation, up in the top five in the country. They've got to finish. They've got to hold on to it if they're able to do it. And, and I, I think at this point, if, if they beat Clemson and they end up up there, I mean, there's no reason to think that they can't beat these other teams. Clemson really is deserving of being the number one team in the country. So, you know, at that point, you look at it and say, all right, so why can't, why not us? Why can't A&M, you know, go and, and win all these other games too? I don't know if it's, it's the most likely thing in the world that they're going to go undefeated. I think that's almost impossible sure, sure. with this schedule. Uh, but I do think they can be super competitive in these games. And, and you just never know what can happen where maybe the committee looks back and, and has to take pause and give A&M a consideration, or at least they're, they're that team that's kind of playing spoiler and, and doing a lot to sort of wreak havoc on what we thought college football would be this year, which I'd be all for that because I'm tired of seeing the same old teams every single year. <laughs> so let's go. Gabe Bach visiting with Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network. That, again, part of our sister show, Maroon and White Report, an all-Aggie one-hour show that you can find on iTunes Podcast and other options out there, and you can find it at texags.com, a wonderful way for Aggie fans to keep up with everything Maroon and White, the Maroon and White Report. Well, Laura was talking about this big matchup with Clemson as the Aggies get ready to go to Death Valley as Clemson runs down the the hill the aggies will be sitting over there 
claiming, hey, we can win this game. In fact, they had a player earlier this week said that they were going to win this game. But it's going to be a tough contest because that team they're going to be facing off with the Tiger Paul on the side, well, they just happen to be the number one team in the country, and they just happen to also be the defending national champion and expected to be in that national championship game again, probably win it if you had to uh, pick a team right now. I think Clemson's still the odds-on favorite, in my humble opinion. But anyway, Clemson is number one. And because of that, let's kind of walk through the top 25 and our SEC tilt to the top 25. No surprise, Clemson is number one. They are dominating with the votes. 54 first place votes for the Dabo Sweeney coach Tigers. His alma mater, Alabama, is number two in the latest AP Top 25. And then no more first place votes for any other team, FYI. Georgia checks in at number three. And LSU is at number six in the latest AP Top 25. And those Auburn Tigers, they are number 10 after that big win in Jerry World against Oregon AU. Number 10, the Florida Gators, who did not have to play last week since they played that first week zero game, I call it, against the Miami Hurricanes. The Gators at number 11 in the AP poll. The Aggies of Texas A&M, they look pretty good in their not-so-tough fight against Texas State. The Aggies will be at Clemson this weekend, by the way, and they could really move up if they knock off the Tigers here this weekend in Death Valley. Aggies at number 12. Other SEC teams in the top 25, well, there are none. There are no other SEC teams beyond Texas A&M, as a couple of teams did get a few votes. Mississippi State got a handful of votes, and that was it. That was it. So there's some of the, I guess, half the SEC needs to step up its game. It's only in the second week of college football. I think there's there's plenty of time for everybody out there. Now, let's talk about some of the not-so-good stuff that happened. We told you about South Carolina and Jake Bentley. He threw those interceptions in that loss to North Carolina. And we found out after the game, and really it was this week, that we found out that the Gamecock senior is out for an extended period of time with a foot injury. Will Muschamp added that Bentley could be out either six to eight weeks if the injury does not require surgery. And if it does require surgery, he will probably miss the remainder of the season as he injured his foot in that loss to the North Carolina Tar Heels. So the Garnet and Black turns to true freshman Ryan Halinski as he's expected to start on Saturday against the Charleston Southern Buccaneers at Williams Bryce Stadium. Oh, by the way, Charleston Southern and their fellow FCS team from just down I-26 in Charleston County, the Citadel Bulldogs, both of those programs had to evacuate Charleston this week. So the Citadel went to this little lodge up in the mountains of South Carolina near Traveler's Rest, and they're practicing this week at North Greenville University and Furman University, which is actually their Southern Conference rival. Charleston Southern, meanwhile, and by the way, they're this they're staying the Bulldogs of the Citadel, which play Georgia Tech next week, in case you're wondering. This week they've got Elon on the road. The Citadel's playing they're they're staying at this like Christian resort up in the mountains pretty neat actually have stayed there like four out of the last five years because of hurricanes that have happened they've had to evacuate charleston now the the funny thing is the charleston southern buccaneers who again play the gamecocks this weekend they got a little late start and they're planning and they could not get any hotel rooms several hours inland they play in columbia this weekend they couldn't get any hotels because they needed it for like 70 different rooms since they're a football team, you know? And they had to be there for days because of the evacuation of Hurricane Dorian. So Charleston Southern is actually in a hotel room all this week in Charlotte, North Carolina. And where are they practicing? Well, we're bashing the Gamecocks for having all this hardship with Jake Bentley. 
Will Muschamp has rolled out the garnet and black carpet, and the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, who actually play the Gamecocks on Saturday, are practicing this week at the Gamecocks facility in Columbia. So they're bussing in from Charlotte, although they're based in Charleston. They're now living for a couple of days up in Charlotte, which is, what is that, four hours away from Charleston? And then they're driving a bus down I-77 to Columbia to work out in preparation for their Saturday game in Columbia a tough day. I don't know how much working out they got going on in Columbia today because of Dorian, but isn't that kind of crazy? These hurricanes really put a kink in a lot of people's planning in Charleston Southern, the Bucks of the FCS Big South Conference. They're having to adjust. But again, Will Muschamp letting his opponent for this week work out at his own facility, which they've got a beautiful facility now just across Bluff Road from Williams Bryce Stadium. They've got a huge indoor facility that they're hoping to make a difference. There's a arms race between all these major football programs and Gamecock fans. When they saw what Clemson did with their indoor facility, they had to try to outdo them. I don't know if they were successful in that, but they're going to have to hope that they have a better quarterback play going forward with Ryan Holinsky, whose brother committed suicide a couple of years ago. He was also a college football player and his family has relocated from out West to Columbia to support him. And now he's the, Guy, the guy that Will Muschamp's calling on to be Carolina's quarterback going forward until Jake Bentley returns, if, if, that's a big if, if he actually does come back. More injury news from the SEC. Offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson of the Georgia Bulldogs, he suffered a le- lower leg injury at the team's Wednesday practice, and he could be out for a couple of weeks. It's been reported by Dogs 24-7 that Wilson suffered a sprain of some sort, and the timeline for his return could be Four to five weeks. He made his 15th straight start for the Georgia Bulldogs at right tackle on Saturday in their game against the Vanderbilt Commodores, a game won by Georgia 30 to six. He was the only UGA offensive lineman to remain healthy for all of last season, never having to leave a game for a significant amount of time due to injury. A native of Brooklyn and a Georgia Bulldog now, uh, un- unfortunately for him, having to deal with a little bit of a hiccup injury wise. We wish all the best to UGA offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson and hope to get him suited back up in those silver britches before you know it. Hey, CBS is going to have a big game on the SEC here in a couple of days, and you might hear a familiar voice when you tune into the CBS broadcast. You're going to hear the voice of Gene Steratore. You might remember him from his days being a ref in the NFL. He actually was also a NCAA basketball official and actually might still be doing that. I'm not really sure. But Steratore is going to be on the SEC on CBS broadcast as a rules analyst. So when you tune in, this guy who, if you'll remember back to his days in the NFL, he was the guy that I remember there was some kind of uh, flag penalty. And he's like somebody he said something like somebody was giving somebody else the business and a colorful character. And you'd think if he's retired from the NFL as an official, he would be pretty darn old. He's really not that old. He's in his mid-50s. Gene Steratora on CBS Now. The SEC on CBS gets underway on September 14th when the defending SEC champ Alabama goes to Columbia to take on the Gamecocks at Williams-Brice Stadium. And Gene Steratora going to be part of that broadcast. Looking forward to that. Also, I want to let you know if you go to Columbia, not the one in South Carolina, but the one in Missouri here throughout football season, Mizzou's stepping up its game, and they just released a list of some of the activities prior to Mizzou home football games, and I'm fairly impressed by some of the 
acts that are going to be performing there in Como. First off, this weekend, SEC Nation is going to be in the house as Missouri gets ready to host West Virginia. That's a big matchup there for the Tigers. And so SEC Nation of the SEC Network in attendance for that one. How about next weekend? We just played you some, or earlier this hour, we, we kind of promoted Southern Rock Music. Coming up September 14th, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils will be performing in Columbia before a Missouri home football game. September 21st, Alec Davis. October 5th, DJ Joe. October 12th, Norm Rubling Band and Shallow. That will be outside for Rowfield. On November 16th, DJ Joe returns. And on November 23rd, which actually might be their homecoming. Homecoming was created at Columbia, Missouri. No concert there for the 23rd of November matchup for the Missouri Tigers. But hey, sounds like a fun time. Got to go check out the Ozark Mountain Daredevils September 14th if you're going to go see Missouri play football that day. Now, if you want to know more about what's going on in the Southeastern Conference, the Mountaineers do come into Columbia for a game this weekend at Memorial Stadium for Oakfield. This game kicks off at 12 Eastern, 11 Central on ESPN2. The Nears and their new coach who came over from Troy leading his team into Columbia, Missouri for a battle of a former Big 12 team versus a current Big 12 team. Also in Columbia, South Carolina, those Charleston Southern Buccaneers who are calling Columbia and the Gamecocks practice facility home this week. The Bucks of the FCS and the Gamecocks of the South of the SEC, and they have a kickoff on the SEC network at high noon Eastern, 11 Central from Williams Bryce Stadium. Intriguing matchup in West Lafayette, Indiana, as at Ross Aid Stadium on Saturday, the Purdue Boilermakers and the Vanderbilt Commodores get things going on the Big Ten network. That's a 12 Eastern, 11 Central kick on the Big Ten Network. A big game in college football, a top 12 matchup from Memorial Stadium. Death Valley, Clemson, SC, the number one Tigers and Davo Sweeney and the trash-talking Texas A&M Aggies come back to Death Valley. They played about 15 years ago, I think, A&M went into Columbia, or rather Clemson. Duh! Forgive me, Clemson fans. I just call Clemson Columbia. There, there is a difference between Columbia and Clemson, South Carolina. But the Aggies of College Station will be in Death Valley, Death Valley, Pickens County, South Carolina for this 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick on ABC. And will the Aggies get revenge for last year in that close, heartbreaking game at Kyle Field? You'll just have to tune in and see. A little bit of a rivalry game renewed in Davis-Wade Stadium on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Stark Vegas time on ESPNU. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles to the top will be going on to Hattiesburg, or from Hattiesburg on up to Stark Vegas for this game against Mississippi State. This is a 3.30, 2.30 kick again on ESPNU from Davis-Wade Stadium. Cowbell optional game between the Golden Eagles and the Bullies. Uh, not optional if you wear that maroon into the stadium. You, you better be ringing it and ringing it proudly on Saturday afternoon. Alabama has a breather to speak. They've got New Mexico State coming in. The Aggies and the Crimson Tide kick it off at 4 Eastern, 3 Central on the SEC Network from T-Town. Georgia takes a little breather here this weekend. The Racers of Murray State ride into Athens for a 4 Eastern, 3 Central kick on ESPN2 between the hedges. Murray State of the OVC. I don't know how well the football team's doing these days. Of course, last year, Ja Moran was a great basketball player for the Racers. 
and he was the number two pick of the Memphis Grizz in the NBA draft. But I don't know if Ja's got any football eligibility, but if so, hey, he might need to be there in Athens pulling on his racers to victory this weekend. As mentioned, Tennessee, they've got BYU coming into Neyland Stadium this weekend. The Vols, man, after a tough loss in week one, they are ready to get that behind them. And no better way to do that than to beat BYU, the independent program coming into Neyland. And I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll have to find out when UT tries to get their first one of the season. Hey, good news, Tennessee. You got a little bit better chance of winning next week if you don't win this week, as the Chattanooga Mocs will be your opponent next weekend. But I'm not sure if Jeremy Pruitt's team can beat that team out of Hamilton County. Just don't know yet. We'll find out how they do against this team from out in Utah on Saturday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 Central start between BYU and UT. Huge game going on at Royal Daryl Royal Texas Memorial Stadium on the 40 acres in Austin. The Texas Longhorns ranked number nine, and the number six LSU Tigers have a awesome game on ABC Saturday evening. It's going to be a lot of fun to see if Ed O's Tigers can go in there and get the victory against the Texas Longhorns. Hey, a rivalry game renewed. General Gridiron, he's going to tell you about this come Friday or tell you about it today. But the Tulane Green Wave actually lead their series against the Auburn Tigers, a series that hasn't been played all that much since Tulane left the SEC back in the 60s. But the Greenies right into Jordan-Hare Stadium where Auburn's ranked number 10 in the country. Everybody's high on Auburn all of a sudden with their freshman QB. Tulane looked pretty impressive in their week one victory over Florida International there at Ullman Stadium in the Big Easy. And Tulane's got a real chance, in my opinion, in the game against Auburn. That game kicks off 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Plains time on ESPN2. The Florida Gators have a little bit of a breather. They didn't play last week since they played that week zero game against the Miami Hurricanes back in late August. The Gators and the UT Martin Skyhawks will be getting together at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and two bits will be out the cheer before this one that might be the most exciting thing of the day 7 30 eastern 6 30 central kick on espnu between the ut martin pacer skyhawks and the florida gators kentucky has eastern michigan a team that went on the road last week and won at coastal carolina and eastern michigan rides into kroger field in lexington for this 7 30 eastern 6 30 kick on the sec network and last but not least, the Mississippi Landsharks and the Arkansas Razorbacks get together in Oxford at Vault Hemingway Stadium, the opener for the Landsharks. This game televised on the SEC Network. Somebody's got to win as Arkansas barely got past their FCS opponent last week in Mississippi, lost to Memphis. That game, again, kicks off at 6.30 Grove time on the SEC Network. And that is your SEC lineup for here, the second week of college football. When the Y'all Kickoff Show returns, we're going to switch over from talking about the big old boys to the little fellas. We love to give the FCF ranks a little love from time to time. And they've got some interesting lineups going on of games here on the second weekend of college football. We have all that coming up in our college football lanyard. Plus, we've got from Dixie with Love that'll get us out of here and get you ready for kickoff. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show. We'll be right back to close up this week's show. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app with plans at up to 50% off right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. 
For a limited time, get select Babbel plans for up to 50% off. Just go to Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. segment of the y'all kickoff show for week two this is the show where we kind of get everything ready for you 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 get all the tailgating gear and we'll get all the preparation the mental preparation for kickoff and that's what we do each year each week right here on y'all the kickoff version of the y'all show with your host john rawl we're going to walk through some of the fcs matchups as we kind of wrap up this week two edition of the y'all kickoff show but before we do that let's give a little love to cusa they've got a bunch of contests going on across college football and those uab blazers are going to be on the cbs sports network a rare chance to see uab from a national perspective and you'll see if they can knock off the zips there in akron this will be a 12 eastern 11 birmingham time kick again on the cbs sports network i don't know why and if i'm wrong let me know my number is 803-816-1170 and you can also hit us up via email y'all show at y'all.com i don't know why i can't watch cbs in is that even its name cbs sn is the acronym officially but it's the cbs sports network okay and a lot of you have it on cable I don't think they've got an app. I have Apple TV, and I would love to be able to watch CBS Sports Network's games. They've got some intriguing games throughout college football season. I would watch the UAB game, for goodness sake, this weekend against Akron. But I can't – I don't have – cable i don't have satellite but i know friends that do and so if i if i could watch that i'd i'd sure my life would be a lot better if i could i'm asking cbsn could could you uh create an apple tv app perhaps or make it easier see they do a good job they do have an apple app apple tv app for cbs sports and i go to that sometimes and 
it's pretty good. They've got highlights of all the different sports and they've got talking heads. I think Danny Werfel's part of the coverage there on CBSN. But one thing that turns me off is CBS Sports Network is all in on wagering and you can't have a conversation about any game without them having graphics up about the line or anything to do with gambling. They're, they're really all in on that aspect, which is a kind of a turnoff to me. Okay. But a lot of you out there probably like that kind of stuff, but that not me. Anyway, CBS in the network today of the Blazers and the Zips. Old Dominion will be at Virginia Tech. The Tidewater team heads to the mountains of Western Virginia, but not West Virginia to Western Commonwealth of Virginia. And remember last year, ODU won against Virginia Tech at home. And this time at Lane Stadium, We'll see if Virginia Tech can hold serve there. This is an ESPNU game, 12 Eastern, 11 Central. Southern Miss to the top. They're going to be going to the SEC's Mississippi State Bulldogs. This is a game on ESPNU that will follow that Old Dominion Virginia Tech game. This is set to kick off around 2.30 in Starkville, Mississippi. In North Carolina, App State and Charlotte get together. Baylor's got, they have UTSA of the CUSA coming over from San Antonio for a matchup here this weekend. Lane Kiffin and the Florida Atlantic Owls have the Americans UCF Knights coming in for a game this weekend. Western Kentucky will be at Florida International. Tennessee State of the FCS ranks of the OVC ranks. They'll be at MTSU for a game on Saturday evening. North Texas will be at SMU and UTEP will represent CUSA in their battle at Texas Tech. That's a game set for 8 Eastern, 7 Central. So that's your CUSA lineup here for this second week of college football. What about the American Conference? Okay, they have some teams like UCF that are getting a lot of love these days. And we know that Cincinnati is going to be at Ohio State for an early game here on this football Saturday. Memphis has had they, they got a FCS opponent coming up from Baton Rouge. A very good Southern Jaguars program will be at the Liberty Bowl for a game here on this weekend. This is a 12 Eastern 11 Bill Street time kickoff on the ACC in the South Florida Bulls will be at Georgia Tech. That's a 2 Eastern 1 p.m. Central kick. Uh, you have Illinois at UConn on the CBS Sports Network. That's a mid-afternoon game. The running Bulldogs of Gardner-Webb will be at East Carolina. UCF at Florida Atlantic. We just kind of went through that one. And also want to let you know Tulane of the Americans is going to be at number 10 Auburn this weekend. A area battle in the Houston area. Prairie View and the Houston Cougars get together tonight or on Saturday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on ESPN3. And finally, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at San Jose State for a contest there at CFCU Stadium. And that is the American lineup here on this second weekend of college football. Now to the fun part. Y'all ready to talk a little FCS football? Yeah, we don't mind giving our Southern teams of note a little love on the college football front, the FCS programs. And we want to first tell you that a couple of FCS programs really went through some hardships this week. They had to evacuate their areas. They had to, their, their campuses closed down. One example of that, the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, they had to close their campus. They ended up having to get hotel rooms in Charlotte, North Carolina. Their game this weekend is at South Carolina. That's two hours north of Charleston Southern's campus up I i-26 and in columbia south carolina because of all of the hurricane dorian evacuees there were no hotel rooms so charleston southern's football program had to get hotel rooms in the charlotte north carolina area but guess what 
they had to practice. They had to practice for a couple of days. And Will Muschamp of the Gamecock football program allowed Charleston Southern to get on buses and come down from Charlotte to Columbia to practice. And they're going to be opponents this weekend. Now, you talk about Southern hospitality. (laughs) And I don't know why some Charlotte area program, high school, or the Carolina Panthers, for goodness sake, they couldn't have offered Charleston Southern some kind of opportunity to work out there since they were in the area. But Charleston Southern had a lot of hardship here this week, and CSU and the Gamecocks are going to be playing on the SEC network here. That's a 12 Eastern, 11 Central kick between the Bucks and the South Carolina Gamecocks. South Carolina enters this game with a freshman quarterback, a true freshman, as Jake Bentley's going to be out for some time with a foot injury. He may be done for his whole career. We're not really sure what lies ahead for Jake Bentley, but that is the game of one team that had to go through a lot of hardship here this week. Another team in that same county, Charleston County, South Carolina, is the Citadel Bulldogs. They had to leave the Charleston area. Their campus was closed as well. And for about four years in a row, the Citadel football team has found this Christian camp in the mountains of South Carolina, not all that far from Greenville. And they take their hundred or so football players up into a church camp for a couple of days and they do this every year now because every year for like four years in a row they've had to evacuate charleston because of a hurricane so they go there there's about a 50 foot water slide at this church camp that's not being used now that the kiddies are back in school so it's perfect timing and all these burly football players from south carolina's military college kind of come hang out there for a couple of days evacuating the storm but then they don't have a place to work out for the football team so what they do is they go to nearby Furman university which is actually the citadel's arch rival in the southern conference and Furman, just like will muschamp rolls out the carpet in their case the purple carpet they roll that out for their rival citadel to come in and practice and get ready and also north greenville a division two school the crusaders allow the citadel to do a little practicing there and they go to other upstate eateries like tommy's bacon house i think is what it's called or tommy's ham house i would say i haven't been there i need to go there a lot of your presidential contenders stop by tommy's when it's election year but i i'm not a presidential contender but i need to be perhaps but yes that is that's just two of your schools that have had to endure hardships in south carolina now some programs ended up canceling games here this weekend one of those bethune cookman the wildcats canceled their home game schedule for this weekend against the southeastern louisiana lions they made this cancellation early in the week in fact they canceled the matchup and said we're not going to reschedule so what happens here? I guess there's just no game for Sela. Now, Sela has a big game coming up next week, and I'll tell you who that is in just a second. But I got to give the Lions out of Hammond a lot of love, okay? Partly because of what they did in week one. They demolished Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State's one of the best teams in college football, on the FCS ranks at least. And they kicked their butt there in Hammond in week one. And a big-time win for Frank Selfo's team. And now this weekend, they were supposed to be on the road at Bethune-Cookman. That game's been canceled. Next week, southeastern Louisiana, out of the Southland Conference, they will be traveling up Interstate 55 to Oxford. And they've got a matchup against Matt Luke and the fighting fake fish of Mississippi. And I think southeastern Louisiana really has a good chance to win that one. That's going to be a tough challenge for the Sharks, as Southeastern's got something to prove, and now they have a whole extra week to work out, thanks to their cancellation against Bethune-Cookman. 
I would love to have seen that. But by the way, did you see Bethune-Cookman? They played on Sunday of last week against Jackson State. That game played at Georgia State Stadium in downtown Atlanta, the old Turner Field. And if you saw that game, as I actually saw it live, it's been circulated now on the YouTube channels for a couple of days. The mascot for Jackson State got penalized because he ran out there right after a touchdown pass and got in the middle of the play. And then... Eh, it just it it's hard to explain you just need to see the video but yeah the tiger mascot for jackson state out of jackson mississippi in the swag <laughs> he needs some lessons on don't get into the field of play especially while the play is still kind of going on and i was impressed that the referee not only threw the penalty he actually called it out on the jackson state mascot you don't often hear that 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 was pretty neat but Southeastern, they're getting ready now again to take on the Sharks next week in Oxford. The Grove and the Lions get together next weekend. Another game of note that got canceled as a result of all the kind of goofiness of college football and Hurricane Dorian. The Stetson Hatters had a home game against Presbyterian College. It got canceled. And so what Presbyterian did is they got creative and they invited a team that was not scheduled to play on Saturday, the Mercer Bears out of the Southern Conference. And they said, hey, Mercer, why don't you come play at our stadium and we'll give you some money. And that's what they're going to do. The Bears and Presbyterian have a game at 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Central in Clinton, South Carolina, as Presbyterian won't be playing Stetson this weekend. So hats off to you, Blue Hose, for your game against Mercer and somebody getting creative with that lineup there. Again, that other Hurricane Dorian-related team, the Citadel, after they get finished practicing at Furman and North Greenville and they come out of their camp, they're going to hit the road to Elon, North Carolina. Elon was a member of the Southern Conference for a number of years and jumped to the CAA about five years ago. And Elon and the Citadel at two Eastern and one Central, these two teams get together there in North Carolina in the triad area of that state. In North Dakota, the battle of the two big state schools, North Dakota State, the Bison, the defending national champs, they have North Dakota coming in for a battle there at the Fargo Dome. Kudos to that Bison program. Last week, they played a game against Butler at Target Field, which is normally the home of the Minnesota Twins. And North Dakota State had about 35,000 fans in attendance at this college football game at this Major League Baseball stadium. It was beautiful, and it was filled with green and gold. And this is an FCS program, again, that had this whole stadium pretty much filled with Bison fans. I'm not even going to give Butler out of Indianapolis a lot of credit on this one. And kudos to the playoff-bound Minnesota Twins for allowing their stadium, again, to get turned into a gridiron really cool and hope to see more of that would love to see a a SunTrust park in atlanta they actually allowed kennesaw state and jacksonville state to have a game last year i think and i'd like to see more of that i I think SunTrust park is probably going to get a bowl game at some point if they if they wanted to south carolina state the bulldogs in week one had a huge home victory over a perennial power in fcs football the walford terriers and in orangeburg this weekend the lane college dragons out of jackson tennessee will be going to orangeburg for a game at four eastern three central tuskegee and alabama state they used to get together on thanksgiving this year they're getting together on september 7th but this is a rivalry game there in the state capital of alabama 
and it should be fun. Lionel Richie U, Tuskegee and Alabama State. Mississippi College, the Choctaws will be playing at Alcorn State this weekend. The Chattanooga Mocs have a rivalry with Jacksonville State, and these two teams get together there in East Alabama, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. That game televised on the ESPN Plus Network. UAPB and Alabama A&M have a date in normal Alabama, just north of Huntsville. The Delaware Blue Hens and the Rhode Island Rams of the CAA, they have a contest scheduled for 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And North Alabama, the Lions, who had a big win in week one over the Western Illinois Leathernecks, the Lions will pack up their bags and go on to the west as they got the Montana Grizz in a contest out west. 9 Eastern, 8 o'clock Muscle Shoals time as the Lions look to win a second game of the year. And that is a look at FCS contest here in this week two of college football. Again, we'll be right back here next week with more of the Y'all Kickoff Show. It's going to be real fun to see if if the Texas A&M Aggies can pull the upset, if LSU can go into Austin and get the win against the Horns. And there's a lot of other fun contests out there. Who's going to be the upsets of the weekend? Well, General Gridiron predicted some of them, and you can go back and listen to our show at your leisure. Podcast edition available at y'all.com as well as at Apple Podcast. You can check all that out. I'm John Rawl, thanking you so much for being a part of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Y'all.com, again, our website. We'll see you back here for week three next week. Until that time, have a great football weekend. And from Dixie with Love is going to get us to kickoff. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.